0: Welcome to the Know the News podcast, a production of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette Newsroom. I'm Dave Perozic, your podcast host today. As we all know, Northwest Arkansas has seen a lot of growth over the years, and growing up right along with it has been our airport, Northwest Arkansas National, or XNA if you prefer. Well, the airport, which opened back in 1998, appears to have much more growth to look forward to. Ron Wood, our transportation reporter, has a story coming on that very topic this weekend, where he delves into how the airport is doing business-wise, as well as some of the plans airport officials have for future development. Now, uh, Ron was unable to join us today, but I am pleased to welcome to the program, Andrew Branch, the Chief Business Development Officer at XNA. Andrew, nice to have you with us.
1: Thanks, Dave. I appreciate uh, appreciate you having us on.
0: Uh, now, I've been reading a lot about X and A recently, mainly through Ron's reporting. And um, when I got to thinking about questions for you, um, I got to say it was hard to know where to begin. But uh, let's start with the main. Well, actually, talk about this. This past week has been kind of a challenge for you, weather wise. I'm sure. Um, can you? Talk about
1: that a little bit, what's going on there. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, every time we have a winter weather event, uh, it, it may seem like business as usual at the airport, but there's a lot of extra work that goes into it. Uh, we have to make sure all the surfaces are are safe uh, for, for planes to operate on and for, you know, the ground crews to be going to and from the airplanes. And so we, our maintenance and operations staff and sometimes even some of our, our firefighters get involved and they work uh, work around the clock, 12-hour shifts, uh, to keep the runway open. And uh, we have successfully kept the runway open and XNA operating through all the winter events uh, this winter uh, without any, uh, you know, runway closures, which is what you always try to avoid. Obviously, there's a lot of flight cancellations. Um, all we can do is is keep the airport open and operating, and then it's up to each airline uh, what they do, whether they decided to fly a certain flight. So it's been a challenging week, but our guys put in a lot of a lot of hard work to keep everything going yeah i'm sure um
0: so again back to ron's story um you know we've um with main subjects which is uh just how many people travelers uh, you're seeing coming through the airport these days um, of course air travel took a pretty considerable hit when the pandemic came began two years ago, um, is
1: XNA fully recovered on that front, or do you still have a ways to go? so I, I wouldn't say we're fully recovered. I'd say we are uh, we're tracking pretty close to what what the nation is seeing on average obviously there's there's certain airports and you know say beach destinations Florida some of those airports are doing much better than they were doing in 2019 uh, and, and far exceeded any of the pre covid levels. Most airports haven't reached that yet, and I'd say we are. The last few months of 2021, we were approximating uh, 2018 levels. Um, 2018, we were up, I think, 13 percent from 2017, and 2019, we were up an additional 17 percent. And entering 2020, it looked like we were going to do another 15, you know, plus percent uh, growth year. And obviously, you know, COVID changed all of that. It, It was slow coming back in early 2021, but but by mid year, we really have been pretty steady uh you know well over hundred thousand passengers if you figure in planements and deplanements so i mean we we typically publish the numbers of inplanements, which is the the outgoing passengers but you about roughly double that so we we you know we had 621,000 inplanements in planements uh for 2021 so it's about 1.2 million passengers and pre-covid we were around 1.8 million passengers total so mm-hmm. hopefully this year or next we'll be back to pre-covid levels 2021 was much better than you had anticipated. Yes. Yeah, we it, it, the recovery so far has been uh been been more rapid than we expected. We, you know, business travel there was a lot of speculation that business travel, you know, a, a, a large portion of business travel would never return and and the the business travel that did return would would take longer to uh to return. Obviously XNA is a very heavy business travel airport, but we started seeing uh, pretty significant travel from the businesses uh, middle of last year. Um, it's, hard, it's hard to know. Airlines don't break out. You know whether somebody's flying business or leisure. They kind of speculate uh, as we do. But when you walk through the terminal now, I mean, we see a lot of company logos and you know, single one or two people with you know briefcases or computer bags. And so we, they're back, um, and, and we expect to see much more with Walmart headquarters opening up. Uh, I guess Monday. So yeah, yeah.
0: Um, facility-wise, uh, you have uh, a new concourse in the long-term plans. Mm-hmm. that right? Um, where does that project stand
1: right now? So that one's probably one of the the further out projects in a, in a three to five year range, so we were somewhat fluid based on the recovery and and, and passenger growth. Uh, 2019, we started feeling a little constrained, uh, by no means at a point where we were going to run out of space, but you know, you can only put so many planes and so many passengers through a gate. And so we've had to get a little creative with, uh, with how we assign gates and, and we're working to open up some of the gates that have never really, uh, operated due to space constraints. So we'll have a few more gates open into this year. The the new concourse again three to five years probably is about the time frame uh, for beginning construction on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: you had a board meeting earlier this week um, in which there was discussion of some additional amenities at the airport, uh, including a hotel on site.
1: Can you tell us about that and um, when that might become a real- reality? Yeah, so I think uh, prior to my time at XNA, maybe maybe close to 10 years ago, they had explored the possibility of having a hotel built on site. And the traffic levels at that point didn't support it. Uh, but we've had some <clears throat> some hotel operators, developers actually reach out to the airport uh, and express that they think there, there is a, a good possibility to put one in at XNA. So we would expect to have an RFP out to request for proposals in the next two to three months. And uh, hopefully we would award, uh, you know, assuming we got a proposal that was acceptable and, and worked for the airport. Uh, we would hope to award a contract for a, a land lease is what it would be uh, to a developer to build a hotel, hopefully before the end of this year. Um, so I would assume, you know, if you did that construction, maybe you would start next year. Hmm.
0: Um, and tell me about, you know, what what kind of impact that would mean for the airport.
1: Yeah, so we we have uh, we have multiple planes that the, the airlines will have uh, you know overnighting crews when the when the planes stay here overnight the passenger, the, the crews have to go somewhere. Typically, they're they're actually being taken into town. Um, the closest hotel to the airport doesn't have a restaurant or bar, which is uh, the, the airlines all have you know contracts union contracts with their employees and they have to maintain a certain standard. So we would hope that a hotel on on airport property uh, would have the the requirements uh, needed to have air crew stay uh, and that way they'd be there at the airport and it'd obviously be more convenient for them. But also we have, you know, as a small airport, um, a lot of our flights are not at the most opportune times, just the way that's the way that works. And, uh, so we have some very early flights and some very late flights. And so we think being able to, to have a hotel room within walking distance of your gate, uh, we think that would be really convenient for a lot of travelers. So, uh, we, we could be a pretty big impact also having, you having a restaurant and and bar and things on site, uh, provides options for all of the employees, for all of the businesses at X and A that currently it's, it's, it's pretty good distance to town, uh, to find any options. If you need to have a lunch meeting or something. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, now you're also talking about buying some land surrounding the airport. Um, I understand according to Ron's reporting that the airport has, uh, uh, $5 million budgeted for land acquisition this year. That's and correct. You're, look, you're looking at buying 83 acres off Pinalto Road, just southwest of the airport, um, along with some additional parcels. And a lot of people might wonder, well, why does the airport need to buy land? Uh, can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, so it's, and, and we, we typically buy land. Uh, we, have, we have every year I've been at the airport. Um, just as they as, as parcels become available, obviously you know we want we want to work with landowners to acquire land needed for the airport for future growth, but we want to do it as much as possible on on their time frame and, and at terms that uh, you know that are acceptable to the, the property owner and, and respect their rights. Uh, so we we typically will only buy property at appraised value uh, not above or below. so we want we want a, a, we want the property owner to get a fair deal and want the airport to uh, you know be responsible with its funding. Um, it, you know, there's a second runway planned. possibly, uh, is probably 15 to 20 years out again, depending on traffic, so much of that can move. Uh, so there's, a, there's land that's been identified around the existing airport property that will need to be acquired. Uh, and so there's no rush. Um, you know, it, it just, we, 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 again, it's kind of a, we acquire by opportunity. If, if a property owner is moving or wanting to sell their property, And it's something we can work a a deal that works for both parties, then we, uh, we purchase it. And so, yeah, there's that, the property on Pinalto road, the board just approved um, for purchase. I think we'll be closing on that pretty soon. And when we put say $5 million in the budget, you know, we may or may not spend that kind of money this year. Again, just depending on what properties become available and and what kind of deals can be worked. (laughs)
0: Um, And then uh, outside of how many passengers you have coming and going, XNA, we learned last week, has a new tenant, King Aerospace Commercial Corp, for two of your hangars on property. Um, how, can you talk about that and what kind of impact you expect it to have?
1: Yeah. So um, and so, those hangars were were and are still owned by uh, Ozark Aircraft Systems, which is a, a business that operated X and A uh, twenty years ago, refurbishing planes. Those hangars, there, there's actually three of them. One of them, they had leased to Envoy, uh, which is a, a subsidiary of American Airlines, to do maintenance on some jets. The other two hangars have sat vacant for the better part of 20 years. Um, and so, obviously, the, the, the owner of those hangars leases the property that they, they sit on from the airport. So nothing really changes there. than they have subleased uh, Ozark Aircraft Systems has subleased to King Aerospace. Uh, that being said, activity begets activity, and, and having having a large, uh, stable business tenant on the run on the on the airport, uh, you know, working on all these planes, they're going to be refurbishing and modifying. It's fantastic. It's great for the region. It'll be. You know it's job creation, uh, pretty high skilled high paying jobs and uh, from from the interactions we've had thus far with King Aerospace, just really great people. we can't say enough about how excited we are to have them here, so it's, it's going to be good for the airport and the region. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: We talked about the hotel. Are there any other amenities that uh, uh, coming to the airport that you want to highlight
1: yeah the uh, the board uh, approved. Um, the awarding of a concession uh, agreement with uh, with a local franchiser of uh, of uh, einstein brothers bagels so they'll be coming in this summer they're working on developing that uh, in the a concourse uh we are we, we've spoken with i guess three different companies about possibly having a common use airport lounge so it would be uh you know the kind of the premium lounge you see at large airports but it wouldn't be branded to a specific uh, airline, it would be something that would be open to people with status from different airlines or, you know, uh, maybe some, maybe something, if you have like some American express card or capital one, you know, a lot of these different credit card companies have deals and priority passed and all those things. So we have a few companies that have expressed interest and we think it's time to, to probably put an RFP out for that and let them compete, uh, and see who has the, you know, the best proposal for the airport, but we would hope to do that this year. And again, construction on that could begin late this year, early next year to have a, have a nice lounge. And that would be, uh, kind of in the center part of the terminal where there's currently, uh, I think there's a, a selfie bear. Some people maybe, maybe, uh, remember in a mother's room. Uh, so that space there is about the last space we have available for this sort of thing. So, mm-hmm.
0: um, and I have to ask you about the cost of flying in tune out of XNA. um, we know a lot of people, uh, myself included (laughs) would love to see Southwest airlines come here, but that doesn't appear it's going to happen anytime soon, at least. Um, but in any case, what, what can you say about what the airport has done to try to stay competitive price wise, and just in general, um, attract more people,
1: particularly the, um, major travelers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, It's important to note, So, when I describe how airports operate, we're kind of like a highly regulated shopping mall. So we lease space to the airlines and the FAA has uh, a multitude of rules on on what the relationship between airports and airlines looks like, what we can, uh, you know, how we charge them, what we can charge them. All of that is very regulated. So we cannot uh, dictate to the airlines anything about their pricing. And, uh, and we have no input or, or influence, and, and to do so would actually, I think the FAA would probably consider that improper, uh, and certainly we could, we could have a complaint filed against the airport. That being said, the only real tool um, that airports have uh, to, to impact pricing is competition. And so we have uh, brought in, there's a total of three ultra low cost carriers. So in 2019, we brought in Frontier uh, to join Allegiant, which had already been operating here a number of years, and uh, we have uh, brought in Breeze uh, in 2021, which we're also very excited about. So all we can do is encourage uh, discount carriers uh, and, you know, Southwest would be the type of carrier that we would be encouraging to come to X and operate. Uh, we have an open door policy. We have gates available that they can use. Um, we did have a analysis done for Southwest specifically, since that's a question that comes up a lot uh, last year. And, and quite honestly, um, it does not make financial sense, uh, at least from what, what we've been able to determine for Southwest to come to X and a, and obviously they feel the same, you know, probably for most of this 20 years, X and a has, has heavily courted Southwest airlines. We'll still talk to them anytime they want to talk. we would love to have them, but we're not a good fit. We're not a good fit because we're a smaller market and we're sitting between two markets that already are served by Southwest airlines. So all we can do, um, is continue to encourage the growth of these low cost carriers we have. And, uh, and hopefully with their success and, and growing business, which again, they, they probably reached about it, I think a little over 20% of the uh, air travel at XNA last year was those three low cost carriers. That's what's gonna drive prices down. Um, it's, we're, we're somewhat a, a victim of our own success. When you have a, a very uh, vigorous, uh, large demand for business travel, the airlines recognize that and they're, they're smart and they're going to charge uh, absolutely as much as they can. And they do. And so we're all somewhat beholden to that. And, and there's, you know, I think it, it's frustrating for a lot of people. I get it. If I travel, I pay the same prices as anybody else, in Northwest Arkansas. So it can be frustrating to me as well, but uh, it's a reality. And it's, it's a reality we can't directly impact. So we just have to keep, keep working on low cost carrier service. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, anything else that I haven't asked you about that you want to mention or
1: highlight? Um. You know, I I think the, the, the big news from 2021 uh, is is kind of the recovery. Uh, you know, we have a lot of folks that work really hard every day, uh, not just for the airport, but for all the vendors and, you know, ground handling companies, airlines, rental car companies, food providers all the people that work at X and a, uh come to work every day to try to make X and a, you know, work well for the community and, and serve Northwest Arkansas. And I think this year we kind of saw it's starting to come back. We're getting out of this, this COVID uh, pandemic and we're excited about the future. And uh, we just hope people will give us an opportunity to, to be the, the airport you fly from. And uh, we also have a, a state of the airport video for anybody that's interested in the things that we're doing that's uh, thats online, you can find on our Facebook page. We'd encourage you to watch that. And please don't don't hesitate to reach out to us on social media if, if there's any problems or questions we can answer. Excellent. Well,
0: Andrew, thanks, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it and uh, learned uh, quite a bit. Um, it's Andrew Branch, the Chief business development officer at Northwest Arkansas National Airport. Thanks again, and good luck with everything going on out
1: there. Thanks, Dave, I appreciate it.
0: All right, take care. Again, you can read Ron Wood's latest story on the latest developments at Northwest Arkansas National Airport this weekend. I wanna tell you about just a few of the other things you'll find in the paper. Uh, Alpha-Gal syndrome is a rare tick-borne disease but one that's becoming an increasing problem in Northwest Arkansas. It causes allergic reactions to red meat and other mammal products. Janelle Jessen will bring you the story on that. The city of Fayetteville began an electric scooter program back in 2019, providing residents an alternative to walking and driving. There are now 1,000 scooters deployed across the city for the public to use. Stacy Ryburn, our faithful city reporter, as a story for you about how that program is going, including just how many miles people are putting on those scooters and what concerns have popped up along the way. In Bend County, officials are in the process of determining how to divvy up millions in American Rescue Plan dollars the county has as at its disposal. The Quorum Court next week will wrap up a series of meetings held over the past month to hear presentations from community organizations interested in getting some of that money. Our Bend County reporter, Mike Jones, will have that story for you. And in our weekly River Valley pages, Sunday, check out Monica Brick's story about a $162 million expansion underway at Mercy Hospital, Fort Smith. Also, Thomas Ascente. We'll have a story about Sebastian County's efforts to invest more in its mental health specialty court. In sports, we'll have coverage of the Razorback men's basketball team's showdown with the sixth ranked Kentucky Wildcats on Saturday at Bud Walton Arena, as well as our usual high school basketball coverage. Our mighty features staff has plenty for you this weekend. The cover story of our What's Up section Sunday is about the Rogers Short Film Festival, which will feature 33 films over three days next weekend at Arkansas Public Theater. Also in What's Up, Ken Smith's Buffalo River Country is a photo exhibit on display at Shiloh Museum of Ozark History, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the designation of the Buffalo as a national river. Reporter April Wallace will bring you the story on that. And April also has a story this Sunday profiling Mindy Porter, education director for the Scott Family Museum in Benville. Again, that's just a sampling of what we've got planned for our readers this weekend. If you're not a subscriber, don't miss out on any of this great content. Just hit the subscribe button on our website, nwaonline.com. Or call us at 479 684 5509. If you like our weekly podcast, please subscribe. All you have to do is hit the subscribe button on your device right now. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next week, this is Dave Peruzic signing off for another news. Stay warm and take care, everybody.